0: That's yes. the way of saying it. It's not.
1: It's your problem. <laughs> your people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my thirty one followers. So, Sanya Kapoor, welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome back. How does it feel to be the first recurring guest on on the podcast?
0: First and last, I think.
1: <laughs> no, dude. Come on. Don't be like that.
0: Happy to be back. How are
1: Happy you doing? I am good. I am good dealing with the lockdown. A uh, lockdown to a hai hai in fact. But uh, dealing with okay. the pollution now. The pollution's become a thing, dude. As I speak and let me refer to my weather app, the air quality index is 273 today. Which is uh, which is poor. How? Uh, because India.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what is the what is the AQI in Dubai? Let me check
0: for you. Hmm. Usually pretty good.
1: Yeah, you're on the beach. You're a coastal kind of,
0: yeah. Big surprise, they don't give you the AQI on the weather app. How nice.
1: How nice.
0: Very nice.
1: So, Sanya, the reason I've called you to this uh, episode is, Uh uh, you know, all of us, uh, but not me, to be honest, a lot of people went through a lockdown earlier this year. No, I was at sea. Now that's pretty much a lockdown in itself. You know, things really didn't change for me at sea. And there were different stories. People were locked down with their flatmates. Some went home. Uh, Some uh, lived in with their partners. And a lot of bunch of things happened. But you, my friend, were locked down in a different country all by yourself with uh, basically nobody around. So that is something I want to cover. Not Mm -hmm. just the logistics of it all, like how happened and how are you managing your supplies and stuff, but also we're gonna talk about what's go- what was going through your mind during those months. So obviously you're joining us from uh, Dubai, aloha to our all uh, friends in the Arab Emirates, <laughs> all one of them. <laughs> So talk us talk us through uh, take us take us back to that day when uh, the lockdown was introduced. And now I'm told again I I, I wasn't here, so I i I really don't know. The lockdown in India was announced about uh, 12 hours before they actually locked down. So what was okay. it like in Dubai? How was the lockdown introduced in Dubai? Okay, so uh, right before like when COVID
0: really picked up, I was in India. And when I, uh, I think I was in India f- mid March, and that's when the stories of COVID had really like touched peak, right? Like mm-hmm. we had been hearing about it coming out of uh, Philippines and countries like that, China, in uh, January and February. But people kept thinking it's going to remain isolated to those parts. It may not reach here. And it was in March that I think Dubai uh, discovered its first case, right? And when that happened, they started cancelling flights left, right and center. Mm-hmm. And I was really worried because I had tickets booked. I had to go back to India for a lot of work. So uh, my concern at that point was that I'll get, um, I'll leave obviously, but that's okay. But that, Dubai may not let me enter <clears throat> because the, the rules and regulations in Dubai tend to we are on the stricter side.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, They're quite binary about their laws. Like It's right. It's wrong. There is no one between. Mm-hmm. So I figured once I'm out, I don't know if I'll be allowed in. But I was like, let's just see, let's go and figure it out. So, by the time I came back, like I went on the 6th and I came back on the 14th, when I landed back, uh, masks were already like I left with a mask, I came back with a mask, all that was still going on. Uh, when I landed back here, offices were still working and we were all getting very worried mm-hmm. because uh, you could hear stories from across the world that you know, China is completely shut down. Uh, a lot of places are locking down and our office just wasn't announcing a work from home, right? And the Dubai government just wasn't announcing a lockdown. We're like, we're going to get into trouble because of this simple way that this is spreading, Mm -hmm. right? We're concentrating people in in small spaces like the office, etc. And uh, yes, a lot of sanitization measures were in place because obviously the guys must have thought that let's pull it off as long as we can. Mm. But when the lockdown was introduced, by then, a lot of offices had already started working from home. So around the 17th or the 18th, we got a notification, like we got, our boss basically told us that whoever wants to work from home can start working from home. There is no compulsion to come to office, right? By this time, there is no lockdown. So the minute we heard that, our entire team started working from home. Mm -hmm. Lockdown was announced towards the end of March. So initially, you know, there is a novelty to working from home. Right? because you're just like, dude, I don't have to get dressed for work in the morning, and I can get up. Like, I, I literally used to w- get out of bed at eight fifty-nine <laughs> because we start at nine. Uh-huh. Right? So uh, it's fun for like a little bit, and very slowly once the lockdown was in was announced. So like in India, you guys had twelve hours heads up, right? Mm-hmm. In the way we were already locked down, and then the government's like, okay, now, now that everyone's already settled, mm-hmm. right, put we'll step out. So they didn't really do any, they don't do knee-jerk things, they do actually, they do a lot of knee-jerk reaction things, yeah? but with the lockdown, the, they were really resisting lockdown because Dubai is dependent on the expat economy. Yeah,
1: that's right. They're
0: true. dependent on the consumer economy, hmm. right? So if people don't go out and shop because we have no natural resources, right? Everything is exported for mm-hmm. us, imported for us. So um, they tried to level best not to shut down the malls, level best not to shut down the theatres and all of that stuff. But once the story became too hard to handle, Uh, A complete shutdown was, lockdown was announced where there was a, and they're very systematic about these things. So they released a website where you're supposed to go and uh, apply for a token or apply for a permit. And you would only get an hourly slot Mm -hmm. to buy cookies or to go to the doctor or do anything essential.
2: Right.
0: So that carried on for about a month. Now, during this time, the novelty began to wear off Mm -hmm. and uh, you're just like, Okay, now I can't go out and uh, I can't go for a walk. I can't go for a run. I can't go to the gym. Um, they shut down all the gyms and stuff, which made sense, like even in the building. And eventually it became so hard that I hadn't seen anyone in at least 60 days. Like mm-hmm. right, my maid had stopped coming and uh, that's the least human interaction that you can have. right? Like at least you'll see the person who comes to work in your house.
2: Yeah.
0: That, that ended. Uh, food delivery was very very patchy mm-hmm. like order food guys who are coming i mean half the time the deliver the orders would get cancelled because was, the fleet was so reduced with the restaurants and stuff right so that became an issue um i started losing my mind a little bit towards mm-hmm. like the middle of those 60 days
2: mm-hmm.
0: where like, i haven't seen a human being in so long that our office actually decided to do a group Zoom call on a Friday or a Thursday night just to kind of get it out there because I'm the only person in my entire team who was alone. Mm -hmm. Everybody was paired up with someone else. Okay. So, by the end of it, um, people were calling me morning, morning, night just to make sure that you're okay, right? Everything's good. Don't worry. The minute this is over, we'll come see you. So, after some time, even that got annoying. I'm like, you actually have someone with you, don't try to empathize with me. (laughs) I ended up hanging up on a lot of friends who were trying to be overly cautious, and I'm mean, like, I live on the first floor. It's not like I can jump from here and kill myself, right? So just relax.
1: Okay, that's that. That got dark <laughs> really quickly. Yeah,
0: because oh that's the kind of calls I start getting. Like, uh, are you sure you're looking after yourself? Are you eating well? Are you having any negative thoughts? I'm like, yes, I'm having
1: negative thoughts. So I'm I'm gonna dig a bit deeper here. Okay. And uh, again, feel free to share as much as you're just, you know, comfortable with. Now, now I live alone, right? And talk to me about those days, those instances where you have nothing to do, but you can't go out either. And you've basically seen everything on Netflix there is to see. And you're just, let's say pacing the length of your living room. What's, what's going through your head at this point?
0: So you need to find distractions right when these moments come uh, the human mind cannot sit just idle
2: hmm.
0: you have to be thinking they, they say idle mind is a devil's workshop so either you let your mind go in that direction so what do you find something
1: how did you keep yourself occupied mentally
0: i got into i got into art i got into drawing oh, that's right and you did i remember yeah, that I, yeah those are really good yeah. yeah i learned illustration. so i not learned it properly but i started learning it mm-hmm then i got obsessed with it because i realized that netflix is going nowhere and that's something i've done every day of my life and i can't just i got so obsessed and i got really good also Mm but um, i was actually there came a point where i had avoiding work to do it
1: (laughs) i remember that yeah
0: yeah i was something's wrong see this is supposed to be something you do to distract yourself not distract yourself from work Mm, yeah so i started giving it a little bit of a breather Mm. And the good thing was that where I work, uh, we kind of took off during COVID, like this kind of a product. So I didn't really have that much time on my hands, Mm -hmm. right? but the the part which was the hardest to take was like the stripping of your liberty, right? Like You understand it's for your own good. You understand that the situation in the world doesn't allow it, but you start feeling like I can't get out of my own house. I'm not allowed to step out of these four walls. Mm. Right, after a while, like I mean the whole world will relate. My cupboard felt abandoned. Like I was only wearing PJs all the time, right? Like, <laughs> so the the wash cycle was PJs in, PJs out. Mm-hmm. Right? The end of the day, you're like, why did I waste all this money on your clothes? Like what am I supposed to do with you? There's nowhere to go, there's nothing to do. And the we started working out from home, right? Because your body becomes you start feeling so shitty that you're just sitting in the same spot all day working, there's no exercise, and Dubai in general is a very active city. Mm-hmm. You tend to like, you know, you've been here. You walk around, you walk a lot. You yeah. get out of the house a lot. Yeah. So from running at like 120 miles an hour to suddenly like crawling along life, that was very hard to do. Um, apart from that, like, thank God, I literally am very grateful that I work in a place that got busy, and I'm grateful that I found something that I could distract myself with. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about UAE is that the population itself is very less, right? Like we're, we're a country of 9.7 million people only. Mm-hmm. That's pro- the population of North Delhi. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So um, that way it was easier to control her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what the government did was that they started, once they realized that, okay, two, two months have gone, we have managed to somehow, and the brilliant thing about UAE was these guys set up field hospitals, like it's nobody's business. Right, so they basically took stock of the current capacity. They projected how much the cases will require hospitalization. Hmm. They set up hospitals across. Like I think they put up three thousand extra beds or something. Right, they converted. They converted the World Trade Center into a field hospital.
1: Yeah, I heard about that.
0: Yeah, so they did all of that. So we, the public also starts to feel secure right, that if in case something goes wrong, we'll be looked after. What they did later on after those two months were over, they said, cool drone, you know what, you guys need to head out, it's becoming too much to manage this permit scene because you take a permit, you don't know who's checking it, who's not checking it, how are you tracking people because contact tracing is something that they won't do in the UAE unless you're infected. Hmm. So they said that what we'll do is we'll do uh, nationwide sanitization drives every night from 10pm to morning 6am. You could step out before that, but you couldn't step out between 10 and 6 and 6, mm-hmm. they used to do these massive uh, like street cleanings uh, public spaces were sanitized metro stations were sanitized every night
1: that's amazing
0: that's amazing and uh, they they would go to these high population areas because uh, dubai has a lot of labor camps yeah right so they would go to those areas pay more attention on sanitization there because people stay in very close uh, close proximity
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that was a huge undertaking like by the end of the day actually uh, managed to control quite a fair bit because one of our friends is a doctor and she was working in the COVID, uh, COVID team. Mm-hmm. She told us that with the lockdown, the complete lockdown, the cases reduced. With the sanitizations, they reduced further. Right. It's only now that everything is open. Right. Dubai has been open now for, what is it? It's October. It's been open for what, two, three months now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's only now that our cases have started climbing. So there was a, there was a point where our daily cases would not exceed 500, 600. Mm -hmm. Now the dealership are sitting at about 1,300. Right? So, um, and that's something that these guys have just decided that you guys have, we have to live with it. Take all the precautions, but the world is not
1: going to stop. I mean, that's pretty much the outlook that's uh, in India these days. I mean, there's no uh, lockdown, so to speak, but the people in general themselves have just stopped giving a shit about, you know, I see people without a mask. Everywhere. I mean, it's 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 that stopped really being a thing now, you know, it's like if you if you step out, I mean, I really don't step out because I really don't want to get sick. Uh, I hate I hate being sick. I'm quite uh, physically active that way. And mm. if you were to step out in uh, in the city now and look outside, you would be, I mean, amazed that there was such a thing. And there is such a thing as a virus uh, outside because people just don't give a shit anymore. I see, I mean, people on uh, Instagram, they're out on drives, they're out in restaurants, they're all going on dates even. Some friends of mine are going on dates and stuff as well. Like, that's like,
0: I don't know, weird. So, I'll don't tell you... Don't keep them uh, down, man. Sorry? <laughs> said, don't keep the daters
1: down. Let them go out and have fun. No, but yeah, but you know, there's a virus here. That's literally, you're meeting a stranger. You don't know where they've been. You don't know where you've been. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It's very
0: true.
1: So, for me, I mean, again, this... Uh, the, March is pretty much where everything uh, turned for everybody, basically. I remember I joined my ship on the 24th of February and uh, we, the, the ship was in uh, Malaysia. We were supposed to do one round trip of China and come back to Malaysia again in, in like two weeks. And there were a bunch mm-hmm. of people who were due for sign off. And in those two weeks, going from me joining to you know China and then coming back to Malaysia, everything was locked down. Malaysia shut, Singapore shut, China though, obviously shut and, and that's it. Those people who were, uh, were on board couldn't sign off. They had to go all the way to West Africa with us. And then we got, we got delayed there. Eventually the people who were due for getting off the ship in March ended up signing off with me in August. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. And this is one of the things that we would discuss on the ship, like and we would hear these things like people would complain, "Key, oh, I'm getting bored. I'm stuck at home. I need to step out." And we're like, "Bro, you are at home. Why are you complaining?" You know, because I'm I'm on a ship. Everyone's on a ship. There are people who have not been home, haven't seen their families. There's a guy who signed off after 14 months uh, on on the ship. There was a guy who missed his uh, his baby's delivery while he was at sea. He just could not just could not get off the ship. You know. So we were thinking, why the hell are people complaining about being stuck at homes? Because clearly things could have been a lot worse. But now when I've come back and I've asked people and they've told me these stories and I did a podcast with a few friends of mine recently regarding work, they said the biggest change that happened was the boundaries started blurring and they were gone what
0: blurring there are no boundaries
1: now there are no boundaries they said that no anybody can call you at any point and drop any job at you at any point they are like Ghar pe ho, just do it you know what the what the hell no big deal so is that something you also uh, went through
0: yeah because we had no sense of <coughs> Monday, Tuesday, day, night weekend, weekday mm-hmm. it all went for a toss um, and <coughs> one problem here is that Covid created such a sense of job insecurity in everybody,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it still has, Yeah, right? That you don't have the, you don't feel confident saying no to things that you felt confident saying no to earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, thank God that no one I know is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? I'm supposed you're supposed to in share Dubai. this stuff. All right. In Dubai, right? Like in my workings, in my work service. Share it with your people. Because
1: then I won't be able to tell you what actually happened. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right.
0: Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So over a period of, see, people deal with things very differently, right? Like a lot of us rallied around the situation and said that, you know, this needs to be done Hmm. because our company also might not survive if you don't have a company to work for.
2: Yeah.
0: What what are you talking about? So the first priority became looking after the entity that this business needs to make it through, number one. Number two, um, I need to make it through, right? along with it so you end up doing a lot of things over and beyond the call of duty so like working from 9 to 11 was standard oh, wow. 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. is standard it's okay it, that's how it is um, working on the weekends of course what else am i doing right and this here has come from like both sides even the companies asked for it and we are also giving it i guess. Mm-hmm. it's recently in the last month i would say where Everyone has kind of eased their foot off the accelerator and then just been like, let's give people some time, you know, to recover and recoup because the burnout was happening so fast. Yeah. Right. There are some people who have burnt out to the point that they just can't, they can't be productive anymore. Like I have days where I can't put two and two together. I just wake up in the morning and I think like there's so much to do, I might as well not do it. Yeah. You know, there those days where there's so much on your to do list. You're like, if I'm going to fail no matter which side of this I start from. So, you just don't touch it. Um, the other problem was that companies did nothing to assuage people that nothing's going to happen to you. Your work is good, you're a good person. Like I mean, your work, you're contributing fairly well to the top line and nothing's going to happen to your employment. That was not coming, that I felt really sucked. Right? When someone's making a material difference to the existence of the company, we should have gone ahead and told them that, You don't need to work out of a place of insecurity, work out of a place of empowerment. Yeah, 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 that's a very good point. Yeah, so because when that didn't happen, you started feeling insecure, undervalued. Uh, You know, a lot of negativity starts coming into the workplace. Mm -hmm. So, like, what happened at our place was three, four of us banded together and we realized, you know, this thing has to work. So, we started doing everyone else's job also. Like, you are not able to do it, I'll do it. You are not able to do it, I'll do that as well. But no one asked us what we were unable to do. Mm-hmm. So I was dealing with my own failings, your failings, his failings. <laughs> it became a lot to handle by the end of it. And right now, like boundaries are not just blurred as to what your job is, boundaries are blurred as to is this a job or is this my life? Yeah. Right? So there's Cause... this joke, right? It's not so much working from home, it's living at work. Yeah,
1: I've heard that, yeah. But I think the stakes, the stakes were a lot higher in your case, because let's say if you get, I mean, God forbid, let's say if you get laid off or the company yeah. goes under, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it for the Dubai dream for you. You have to pretty much yeah, pack your bags and uh, head back yeah. over to the mainland. Yeah,
0: with your tail between your legs and uh, back to Bharat, where people will be like, thwara,
1: ho hai. man, yeah. that sucks, man. I don't know why people do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So we've covered we've covered uh, the work life uh, to be honest. Now I remember I was at sea and we were texting and uh, you told me you went through what is it 90 days without any human interaction like a face to face interaction. What is what are those 90 days like? What were you going through living at home just in the confines of your four walls? We've talked about work, but talk talk to me about what's going through your mind at this point. Did you at any point feel did you at any point feel that this is going to be done any minute now. And were you optimistic about the way things were?
0: Yeah, yeah. We would be. I would be scouring the news every day to read something mm-hmm. that tells us that the lockdown is eased or it's over or coronavirus has been eradicated. We found a vaccine. Oh God, the optimism and hope at one one end. Like you would start your morning off with today could be the day. Uh huh. And by the end of the night, you are like this is never going to be over. <laughs> So, you do see... See, I'll tell you something very honestly. Mm. I actually didn't have such a bad time. Okay. I really enjoyed my own company and I'm, as you know, great company. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoyed being by myself. I enjoyed the um, the fact that I had no one's expectations to keep up with. I could look like a heap all day long. No one would bother. Only my work matters at that time. What I do with my time matters at that time. How I feel is matter- is most important. You know. So, it, it was a very you know there is this concept called vipassana
2: mm-hmm. have
0: you heard
1: of it i've heard of it
0: yeah so you want to tell your listeners what it is
1: no why don't you tell ta- i've heard of it i I don't know what it is
0: okay so vipassana is essentially a kind of meditative activity that you do in a, a like in a collective mm-hmm. but, but you would like go to a place 14 days 15 days whatever you can handle you would stay there and you are not allowed to talk oh okay yeah be Yeah. alone with your own thoughts Right. right 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 um, you're supposed to cleanse your mind of all the negativity so people who come out of the pasna come out very peaceful like they come out with this whole sense of understanding that I know what I want I know who I am and I know that this is how I'm going to achieve it you know so these three months apart from the uh, the no talking bit you literally have no one to bounce ideas off of no one else is interfering in your mind space right. Mm-hmm. By the end of the first month was weird. You know, it was just like, I haven't lived like this before. What's happening? Mm The second month was about making a routine. That this is how life is going to be now. The third month onwards, I was really enjoying it, man. Like, I was just like, this is cool. I like it.
1: But, Sanya, you're a very physically active person. You run a lot. And for all of that to suddenly come crashing down and you're confined, not even stepping out of your house, that must have been a bit of a, a transition you know
0: i cleared up my living room and made like a home gym okay i ordered a lot of workout stuff online okay okay <laughs> and uh, it wasn't too bad actually mm-hmm. yeah but it the thing is that i like to run in the open of right? course and yeah. i like you need to like feel the world around you mm-hmm. so that was hard so the day they really they started that 10pm thing I was like fantastic at 8pm every night I was out of the house so um, that it was hard and it was very frustrating to not be able to do that and it was extremely frustrating trying to work out at home because you know it's not the environment in which you're used to working out like it's my gym is right under the house I can't go there Hmm. the roads are right there I can't go for a run over there you know so you have like water water everywhere not a drop to drink Hmm. so I got used to it for a little bit but you end up doing so much around the house right because have you noticed that a lot of people got very like the adulting part of their life suddenly kicked in mm-hmm. right so you're sleeping you're vacuuming you're doing laundry this, this so you end up doing a lot of work around the house so it's not like you've not done anything yeah but uh, yeah the physical piece of course i'm sure a lot of people had a very hard time with it but I figured it out. For so
1: you. where are you now mentally, so to speak? What, what What's going on? Are you looking forward to going back to work, office, office, so to speak? Are you happy with the way things are? And do you think, now this is another point that uh, a lot of people raised. They said working face-to-face is a lot more productive. You can just get a lot more done over a face-to-face meeting than over calls or video calls or whatever this and that. What is your opinion about that?
0: I've always, uh, so before this, you know, there was this whole like perception around working from home that someone who's working from home isn't really working. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like when someone would ask me, can I work from home? I would be like, you are not going to do shit. (laughs) (laughs) So um, from there we have gone to, so right now also you can, we go to office on Sundays and Sundays I definitely go to office and then maybe on a Wednesday or something Mm -hmm. you can go. I have come to the fa- to the point where if there is even one person around me, I cannot work. I get distracted like that. Okay. Because getting into the zone is so easy at home. Because there are no distractions, right? So it's, you can just get into what you're doing. At work, someone's having a conversation like 10 feet behind me and, and I'm like, yeah, what did you say? <laughs> 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 you know, and it's, it's extremely distracting because I think my... Once you learn about something like, like, let's put it this way. Once you run in a pair of running shoes mm. that a lot better for your heel comfort, you can never go back to a pair of running shoes that wasn't, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now that I found that this way of working helps me get a lot done faster, I find it impossible to work from the office. But there are a lot of people that in my team itself who, who need that hum, human interaction. Yeah. But even they are, even they feel that, you know, two or three days a week is fine. The rest of the time we want to work from home because... A lot of time spent in the office is a waste of time. It's water cooler talk. It's distraction. It's, it's meetings taking up, like, you know, there is this thing that this meeting could have been an email.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So a lot of that waste of time has gone away. Our productivity has gone through the roof. If only we could balance this with some sort of work-life balance that I am working, like the productivity that we're bringing in now on a weekly basis is probably what we used to do in two weeks, right? So if we are doing that, why can't we stop working at fucking 7 p.m.? Yeah, that's true. Right? So what what is it that is driving us to work till 11 every night and given our weekends also? We're not saving lives here. I think this is something for companies to understand. We're not doctors, we're not emergency services. You're selling a phone or you're selling clothes. It's, it's okay if someone buys one phone lesser, it's not going to break your bottom line.
1: No, it's a very interesting point that you bring up. And I, I heard a podcast very recently, it was titled is competition killing us, mm. you know, because, uh, if, if, and I raised this point again in the, in my previous podcast that I had uh, discussed with my friends and I said, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like what you said, if you sell one phone less or do you one uh, sell one thing less and compared to your competitors yeah. and stuff.
2: Mm.
1: But the fact of the matter is there's such a mad dash for market domination yeah. that everybody yeah. is just pushing for it. And then the minute you take your foot off the gas, you, you go under. And that's it. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. won't you even that. maybe you won't even go under. It's just that the fear of going under is so massive that you're like, no, you know what? You gotta overwork and stay ahead of the game at, at all yeah. times. Because now you're not only competing with uh players in your vicinity, you're competing with players worldwide. Like, I heard something, I heard a stand-up comic, uh, comic routine by Veer Das, and he made a very good point. He said, why is a guy like Arnab Goswami so scandalous on his news? He's not competing with other news channels. He's competing with Netflix. He's competing with Amazon Prime. You as a consumer, as a as a viewer of content, have only these many hours, and you have two, only two eyeballs. And he wants it. So he is going to say all this scandalous shit, so you come and watch him, you know? So the competition itself has gone above and beyond whatever we understood and what it used to be. And that's kind of why people are overworked and yeah, competition really is killing us mentally and physically. And uh, I honestly, I don't quite
0: like it. I, I don't know what the
1: alternative is. Well, Finland seems to have an idea and I'm, I know I'm bringing Finland again, four day work weeks, like you said, finish work at 7 PM. They have a four day work week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. That's perfect.
0: So that's where I'll be moving next, my friend. <laughs>
1: I will see you there. So, yeah, man, this is this is a very good point that, you know, fine, the productivity has increased, but so have the working hours. Yeah. So what have you gained out of it? What have um, people gained out of this? They, they aren't getting paid more. A lot of people I know have taken pay cuts. They're doing more work. Some of their colleagues have been laid off. So they're doing covering up for them as well. So they're not getting paid extra they're getting overworked the boundaries between work and life have been blurred to uh it's gone basically so what have people gained out of this
0: i'll explain what has happened hmm. the concept of demand and supply tell me right demand has reduced for everything yeah right very few like products like zoom or uh, you know digital products their demand has expanded. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that demand can only expand as much as the propensity to purchase is. So if you're laying off people, right, and people are losing the livelihoods, right? What how much possibly can demand for even those high those kind of you know seasonal things even increase? Yeah. So overall, there are there was this there was this setup of supply. You know, there was this chunk of companies that were supplying services and goods to a certain de- demand size. That demand size has now drastically reduced. Mm-hmm. Right, the power to purchase has reduced. Yeah, that means the size of the workforce on the supply side is going to reduce.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, when that reduces, what are the alternatives? Right, as a company, I have run a company. I am telling you that if suddenly my my revenue has decreased to forty percent, right, I have two options. Either I fire sixty percent of my staff, or I reduce the salaries of six of hundred percent of my staff. Mm-hmm. Keep them, keep food on their table, right? And try to find some way to ma- bring back that sixty percent demand loss that I have had.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So, like, I have a very good example from this uh, friend of mine in Pune. He runs three four restaurants. So what he's done is that because of COVID, dine in just completely died. All his restaurants were primarily dine in restaurants. Mm. He invested in uh, motorcycles, and he made all his waiters drivers. So he made all his waiters drivers, so that he could supplement their delivery business without having to fire anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So people have done very creative things about keeping people around. Um, yes, certain pay cuts have happened, but those people are still employed. Um, I know employers are abusing this. Definitely. Right. But. That's the world we live in. Every time you try to do something good, someone will be there to take advantage of it. Like bad times are not, yeah, that's what it is. Like we had a conversation right before this call started, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So those things also happen. Like a lot of your dues don't get settled and stuff like that. But in the larger scheme of things, you need to find what you can be grateful for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you still have a job, excellent. You have a roof over your head, excellent. A lot of people have it a lot worse.
1: Yeah, that's true. So what is, uh, on a scale of normalcy, where does Dubai stand at this point? Let's say if a scale is from one to 10, where is Dubai right now? Probably
0: at an eight. Eight, yeah? Yeah. All right. Like we have, uh, the the fact that it's a small country is really working in its favor. Yeah.
1: Well, for us, the cases are coming down and the number of deaths have also come down, but uh, yeah, it's still at least 60,000 cases a day, which is uh, yeah quite a lot. And I, quite... I think any, any day now we going to overtake uh, U.S. as a the highest number of cases in the world. Sanjay Kapoor, thank you for joining us one more time. And yeah. I know I forgot last time, but this time I do remember, do give us a recommendation of uh, something that you want our, uh, well, now we have 31 listeners, by the way, that's amazing. amazing. So shout out, shout out to all our 31 listeners and please share it to, <laughs> with another 31 people so that we grow and multiply but uh, give us a recommendation of a movie or a video or a book or a podcast or something that you would like our listeners to you know go and check out uh it so
0: could it could I also be
1: it could also be something you did like i i this your uh, scuba diving uh, experience in thailand comes to my mind you could even recommend that
0: thailand and bali
1: please. thailand and Get bali away. my bad my bad
0: but uh, since travel is a big no-no right now, guys, right, do cool. not travel. Stay at home. When mm-hmm. when uh, it's safe, then do go back into the water.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but in the meanwhile, there is this one uh, concept that you guys can look up. So it's called the Golden Circle. Okay. A lot of people would have heard of it. A lot of people must have read it, right? It's by this author called uh, Simon Sinek. I'll send you a link so you can add it to the podcast description. Perfect. It's right. the golden circle talks about how we create meaning in our work lives and our personal lives. Right. So very important. That's something that got me through the lockdown. Mm -hmm. It's a perspective in place.
1: All right. All right, Sanya, thank you very much for your insights. I hope uh, things get uh, better soon. And Dubai covers its remaining 20%. And I mean, I had a great time in Dubai visiting all those uh, epic restaurants with that. I I keep forgetting that woman's name, that singer. Remember,
0: I don't know her name either, man, but she's something. She was so
1: amazing, man. The charisma on the the stage, just just epic. And I, I hope those things, you know, come back again, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm not kidding you I have uh, been stalking that restaurant waiting for them to <laughs> put up just any communication that that, that, that group is back mm-hmm. like, so that place is called Nola's which is uh, New Orleans, Louisiana okay for, so the, everything they do is jazz and blues and it's amazing
1: epic alright Sanya thank you so much for joining us and I hope you come back as a podcast guest
0: I hope so too
1: <laughs> you don't sound very convinced
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Alright, right, we'll bye. see you around, bye! bye.